ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining me in this episode of behind the scoreline today's episode is a review of a game that i went and watched live mamelodi sundowns versus widat casablanca the cap champions league second leg before i start going into the nitty gritty of the game i'd like to say it was a fantastic atmosphere to be in and loftus fairfield was packed to capacity i was so happy to see all the sundowner supporters and obviously i'm not a sundowner supporter but it's still nice seeing a south african football club at that particular stage of the tournament as we know the game ended 2-2 and as a result of the away away goal rule mamelodi sundowners will not be progressing to the cap champions league final now usually what i would do is go behind the scoreline is and break down the goals and how the goals came and all of that but i'm not going to do that what i'm going to do might sound like a rant or rant but it's not it's just me going in on why memory sanders could not win the game you know now make no mistake we did casablanca a very experienced team as far as cap champions league is concerned they're the defending champions of um of 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 uh, Africa obviously they won against uh, Al-Ahly last year so now Wydad Casablanca came in very disciplined they knew what they had to do they had to try to contain the score as much as they can hit Mamelodi Sundowns on the counter attack and obviously they were disciplined as well in uh, not committing themselves too much when Sundowns has possession Sundowns started very lively they started very lively Tamazwan was roaming between the um the midfield line of Wydad and the back line i think they were playing something that resembled a 352 with Morena and Shalulile up front while um who's this guy Kulisho Mudawu and Opomodiwa joined the midfield three and we see the in the midfield you'd have Debo Homokwena and Spelelem Kulise with Tembas running operating operating in that position um of free roll basically was just free roaming Tembazwani and then you have AB playing alongside Tebo uh, Mukwena and Mutokin Fala as the back three. Tebo Mukwena obviously was very fluid in moving between the back line and the midfield line so basically those were the tactics in the first what 20-25 minutes of the game and man Sipombuli was amazing. I, before I start this episode I just need to say Sipombuli you have my heart if you're listening to this episode which is very unlikely you have my heart um what a what a magnificent football player i just need to reiterate that i think i'll be talking about sipambuli for quite a, for quite some time to come now for widad it, it seemed like they were okay with letting temba orchestrate from deep or most of the time he was he was in the left hand side alongside mudiba and just playing interchanging the ball between like himself like Mudiba um Mudiba Mkulise and Zwani they were just playing in that three-man quartet uh triangle and then involving um Shalulile or Morena depending on who was on the left hand side of the front two now Zwani made so many attempts going forward and like he couldn't really penetrate because now we did we did we're playing something that resembled a four four three two one in the beginning and then at some point it became four five one because for them obviously it was just keeping the pace 
not the page keeping the the, sh- the shape intact and obviously they pack the numbers in the middle i was even telling this guy that was sitting next to us like to look at how much space there is on the wings for sundowns uh wingers and wingbacks to operate because like it seemed like with it wasn't really they weren't really interested in defending the wings they just wanted to make sure they're compact in the middle of the field but Timberswani being Timberswani what a wizard what a wizard he was just like he was I wouldn't say he was dismantling them but he was doing so much to disintegrate their shape and their block you know and which he did to a certain degree but sometimes the final ball wasn't good enough and sometimes the receivers weren't receiving it well i.e. Shalulile uh, his technical ability sometimes, uh, not sometimes, most times, leaves much to be desired. But he was making very good runs, to be honest. Um, one thing that I saw, which was uh, fixed at halftime, was how most of the Sundowns' attack were coming from the left-hand side, and we couldn't really see if um, Modau could exploit the the, the right-hand side. Um, obviously, for Wida, it, it would be the left-hand side that wasn't the case and another thing that contributed to that not to that not particularly contributed to that but another thing that needed to change was how ab the sunhouse defender i can't pronounce his full name um he's, he's i think he's left-footed so most of these long passes they were in one direction so it was it was it was as if he could only execute cross passes from like from the left hand side to right hand side he couldn't execute passes to Mudiba or to Shalulile right down the middle so uh, that changed in the second half of course but not to go long let's discuss why Sanos couldn't win the game now second half Sanos come comes in Tembazwani scores that beautiful goal that they scored the goal was as a result of just par- not parrots, sorry, sundowns just slickly moving the ball, like slick movement of the ball. Interchanges were very quick, and the Widad defense really couldn't adjust in time. And obviously, Timberson scored. So now, the problem comes here. Immediately when they scored, I see something different about sundowns. It, it's like after they scored one, there was sort of like a spring in their step. As in like, they were more lively after scoring one. And funny enough, Widad obviously, they also become more lively, which is to be expected because Widad realize now, we can't be sitting back anymore. We have to be proactive and go out there and get a win ourselves. You know, because we're one nil down, we need one goal. If you score one goal, then we're done. We just need to make sure this game is a draw or we win, you know? Now, Widad now start opening up, and when they open up, Sundowns miraculously also open up. But their opening up is more like it's them rushing. So now they have a, a lot more spring in their step. They, they are quicker now. Like, most of their players no longer get back in the build-up. They just stay up, like, up, up the field, further up the field, waiting for the ball to come to them. It's like they want to score more now. It's like them having scored one makes them want to score more. And immediately when I see this, I start getting very angry. And one thing that I said is, why are they doing this? Like, obviously as players, I could understand why they're doing it, even though I expected them to be more mature. But I'm like, as a coach, 
why don't you tell your players to come down slow down slow the game down because look there's something called game state in football game state is um there are three components to game state what the scoreline is what the time is and what the desired result is obviously you look at the scoreline it's 1-0 you look at the time it's second half and you look at what your desired result is your desired result is a win you know you are winning now look at the clock and obviously realize what like how do you adjust the game state game state can either be normal fast or slow simple as that basically it relates to uh, the pace of the game you know good teams know how to slow down the pace of the game when necessary or how to speed up the pace of the game when necessary that's football football is is exactly like that when it's necessary you need to speed it up when it's necessary you need to slow it down you understand but for them it seemed like they didn't know this concept which i think like they do know this concept they know what to do but at that particular moment in time it seems like those those principles were out of the window it didn't make sense to me because sundowns are usually a calm team that is going to play their own football in their pace you know so my problem was why isn't Rulani Mukwena telling them to slow the ball down because it, I, I looked at one instant where Sipombole was not coming inside like was not dropping deep to collect the ball it was more like he's expecting the ball to come further up the pitch so they can, they can go and score and for me it didn't make sense because I'm like you guys are lacking in numbers before when the score was 0-0 you guys didn't lack in numbers and build up because you guys dropped in deep to collect the ball and make sure you create numerical superiorities but now there's no longer numerical superiorities Debomgwena finds himself in precarious positions where now he has to just kick the ball so that it, like clear the danger because now he's getting pressed and when he's getting pressed there are no avenues for him to pass you know which is crazy because this is a team that's leading 1-0 they're supposed to have like the like, players are supposed to have options to pass to but now that's no longer the case and i was like why isn't the coach telling them to adjust like it didn't make sense there was also an injury i remember to one of the widowed players and it allowed them an opportunity to regroup and say okay guys let's make sure um we drop inside we drop in deep collect the ball make sure we we we, we contain the position we slow the game down and make sure we frustrate the opponent frustrate the opponent it's very simple Keep the ball as much as you can. Make them hunt for the ball. You know, move the ball around, tire them out. You know, beat them into submission. They could, they didn't do that. A lot of people now on Twitter I saw they are saying Sundown should have um, what's the word? They should have defended after after going up one zero or even two one. But for me. It's going against principles. Yes, it's good for the win. Trust me, it's good for the win. But you have to understand the type of coach Roland Mugena is. He's a Pep Guardiola type. He's a type of coach that wants to win with the football that he plays. And he wants to lose with the football that he plays. He doesn't want to succumb, which I can respect. And there are ways of winning a football match without succumbing to defending, you know. And we know that if you're a disciple of Yuego the position, or tiki-taka or any total football uh, or related uh, philosophies keeping the ball is the first order of business keep the ball 
that's your best defense keep the ball that's how good teams opposition based football clubs defend they defend by keeping the ball as long as they can running down the clock and Santos didn't do that fine i forgive them for that instant and then widard scores one and then Santos comes back i have to admit their fierceness or their intensity when going to grab the second goal was something to be admired like very admirable they scored two so now i'm thinking and bear in mind when they scored two it was around the 70th minute i remember it was around the 70th minute you know and when that happens um how do i say this when that happens when they scored two it's two one i'm thinking to myself why is widard coming back into the game because we didn't know they start attacking they start uh, having corners because even for for we did to score the second goal for Jukalais it was because of a corner which didn't go they didn't score directly from a corner but there was a sequence of events i remember Debo Mukwena was um dispossessed in a dangerous area and not because of his fault but he couldn't find his teammates and from there there was a sequence of events that led to a corner and then from there there was another sequence of events as well and then they caused the ball what do you call this thing there was a second cause obviously the first cause is a, is is a, is a from the corner and then there's a clearance and then the second cause comes in and then boom widard casablanca scores a beautiful header um that was the first goal sorry i i, I tend to be mixing them that's the first goal the second goal is a mutobim vala um seven mutobim vala um what do you call this uh on goal now the own goal i just feel like it's a bit naive to blame mvala mvala for the for the own goal okay i understand it's his fault let's not lie i'm not gonna say it's not his fault it is his fault but just blaming the capitulation of mamelu sanderson to mvala it's quite it's 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 it, it, it lacks foresight because you have to understand that mamelu sanderson have been struggling with set pieces the entire season guys If you're going to come here and say Mvala should have done better. Yes, he should have done better, but Mamelodi Sundowns are not known as a team that's good defending set pieces. So let's not fool ourselves there, you know. You can say sure he didn't have to do that, whatever whatever, but a team that is not good at defending set pieces, they are bound to be exposed sooner or later. You understand? So and again i'm not blaming the set piece issue because i feel like it's something for the off season because we've realized this uh, during the season but it's something to fix in the off season fine but you have to understand that we probably do not get in that position if sanons kept 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 the ball we probably don't get into the position had kanke kana been substituted in elia for spellelem kulise or better yet uh, bongani zungu Bongonizungu should have been in that game earlier than uh, the time he was in. Not because you have to realize, from Kulisa to be substituted, it was to bring Mailula in, which was a desperate attempt to get a goal. But when the game was 1-0, even 2-1, you bring in Bongonizungu with that physicality of his, he's able to calm the ball down because Mkulisa was not having a good game. He was not having a good game. He wasn't particularly bad, but he wasn't having a good game. And second half he was being he was getting tussled of the ball you know physicality and all that and zungu i felt like was a good player to get in so that he can just calm the ball down and work in unison with swani mbule because mbule is, is quite a good protector of the ball so if you're having mbule and swan and 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 zungu both protecting the ball making sure that physically they're winning their duels and they're dribbling very well 
the game could have been sealed. It could have been sealed because Zungu would have just make sure, made sure that the facilitation of um, keeping the ball for as long as he can, you know. But Olani didn't make those substitutions in time, and as a result, I I think for me, that's where Moyo Sandown's lost the game. Look, I want to wrap this episode up by saying, all in all, I think. Sanders are the better team, we cannot lie. And the absence of Neomaima and Marcos, Marcos Alonso, Alende, sorry, um, was, was evident to see. Particularly Neomaima. I think Neomaima, had he been there, Sanders would have, been, would have created a whole lot more goal scoring opportunities. Nkulise is more, I wouldn't say he's defensively minded, but he's not as forward thinking as Maima is. It's not even close, actually, the, the level in terms of forward thinking. Maema has the ability to unlock defenses and unfortunately Mkulise does not. But Mkulise is very well, he's very good. Don't get me wrong. Mkulise is very good. He's just not at the level of Neo Maema or does not possess the same skill set. And Neo Maema's skill set is pivotal to Sundown scoring as many goals as they do. You know. But yeah, other than that, I think I was very disappointed in Vorola and Mkwena. Very, very disappointed. Um, but I also understand as well that these things are a result of experience, you know. One thing I told this other guy I was traveling with is, he was talking about um, bringing back Pizzo Musiman and all of that. I'm like, look, you have to understand, Pizzo Musiman is a coach that knows how to win. And sometimes he, win, he wins with methods that are not really desirable. And Mukwena is not that type of a coach. He wants to win fancy all the time win fancy lose fancy and it's a very admirable quality whether you are you like it or not it's a very admirable quality someone sticking to their guns you know and yeah he just needs to learn how to win playing the, the type of football that he plays and it's not bad to want to win playing beautiful football but he needs to learn he needs to gain experience and know how to close out games you know but other than that it's just a learning curve for him he's a really young coach let's not lie to ourselves the, the, the thing about Rolani is he's so talented that he probably has set the bar too high for himself. Maybe that's not a thing, setting the bar too high, but he set the bar high in terms of expectations. And it's not a bad thing for Masanda Wana to expect a silverware of that, of that kind. But um, a lot of work needs to be done as well in, in integrating Keshas Mailula into the, I don't know, the big leagues, you know, these type of games. And yeah, but other than that, my listeners need to go back to the drawing board and do well. Man, I need to say this before I get out of here. Temba Zoani, greatest South African football player I've seen in modern football. I'll tell you that. Without CFA or prejudice, I've always said it to people that are close to me. I've never seen a South African player so graceful and so decisive in, in playing excellent football. He makes other players better around him. I mean, this has turned into a Tembazwani um, appreciation episode, but he really deserved to win. The type of football he was playing was absolutely superb, phenomenal football. You know, um, yeah, people that know me know how much I love uh, Tembazwani. Shishilism, shishi. I just need to pay tribute to an icon. He's a, he's a fantastic player. Uh, man, I'm running out of words. But yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Do interact with me on Twitter. Uh, my uh, my Twitter thing handle is at B underscore the scoreline. B the letter B 
underscore the score line i hope you enjoyed this episode and interact with me on twitter please don't uh, kill me cheers bye if you enjoyed this episode please consider subscribing or following the podcast on whichever platform you're listening from and please tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to behind the score line or better yet just send them the link to this episode thank you <laughs>